Thanks, Jar. This is WFHB Music Director Jim Mannion in the WFHB Big Productions studio for another Firehouse session here, live music for you on the afternoon mix. And so happy to see Otis Gibbs in the studio again. It's great to be here. It's great to be in Bloomington. Welcome back to Indiana. <laughs> uh, as the, the preview for your show tonight in the IDS at Indiana native. I'm sure you're still oh. a proud Hoosier at heart, but you've been living in Nashville for what Tennessee for ten plus years now. Right? It's been seven years. Seven last years. October, we okay. uh, we lived up in I lived up in Indianapolis and Broderpool neighborhood for you know twenty years, and then we sold the house and bought one in East Nashville. And I like it a lot. It's a I still say Indiana's home. But uh, I really enjoy my time there in East Nashville. I'm surrounded by Hoosiers. Yeah. I'm surrounded by people from Bloomington, even. And Austin Lucas is down there. Yeah, Austin Lucas is down there. Uh, John Strom. Some of you might remember John mm-hmm. from Blake Babies and his Tom and Lemonheads or Antenna. Right. And, uh, Velo Deluxe. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a lot of. Tim Jones, one of my best yeah. friends, uh, used to be an old Pike. Right. And, uh, and Carl Brommel. And uh, now. Carl said my morning jacket and uh Tim is in Truth and Salvage, both doing great. Uh-huh. And uh can't get away from the Hoosiers, huh? I think they find their way to me. <laughs> I, I think uh but it's nice. It's it feels it feels like hanging out at the video saloon sometimes. Well also, um you say you moved to East Nashville over uh, seven years ago and that's kind of the period where things have really shifted around in that part of town, right? I mean in ter- yeah. in terms of uh uh just becoming more of a, a creative center away from the platinum-oriented yeah. country music business. Well, it's kind of interesting. I think the world recognized that creative people lived in that neighborhood, but um, it's been that way for quite a long time. I, I always think of East Nashville as, uh, you know, people like Tim Carroll got in really early, who's mm-hmm. also a, a Bloomington guy, but I think of Todd Snyder and I think of Chuck Mead and uh, people like that, but... Um, there's been people living in that neighborhood that were creative for for a long, long time, and uh, you know, there's ties. Marty Robbins wrote El Paso in a house in the neighborhood there, owned a house. The Everly Brothers owned houses there. Grady oh, Martin was so a it goes guitar. back further it, than it goes your, back quite a ways. But your the, interview host is aware. That's awesome. We're kind of having some gentrification problems at the moment. We're yeah, I imagine. So if you're thinking about moving there, you know, I guess you can move no, anywhere you want, I'm, but. I'm on lock here. <laughs> well, Otis Gibbs is my guest this afternoon. He is in town for a show at the Deer Park Americana Series out there at Deer Park Manor on uh, East Hillside, on the east side. And uh, we're hoping to get in some songs on the radio here today. And <clears throat> we could talk for hours. Uh, <laughs> and we'll talk do. more after this song. What do you got for us? Um, let's see. I'll put a capo on. This is called It Was a Train. We'll see how this goes. I climbed aboard the ugliest of beasts I felt the earth give way beneath my feet I 
The steel beast crawled across the ground, belching fire and ash and sound. With a roar so loud it made my ears bleed. It was a train that led me from all I knew, taught me the ways of the wind. From the windows of a train I saw my youth pass by. Now this train's gonna take me home again. I saw the dust clouds swirling in the streets. Heard steel clacking, clanging in the heat. Then a filthy churning cloud blacked out the sun for 20 miles. As we rode off to the sound of boxcar creaks. It was a train that led me from all I knew. Taught me the ways of the wind. I saw my youth pass by Now this train's gonna take me home again the dust clouds swirling in the streets heard steel clacking clanging in the heat then a filthy churning cloud blacked out the sun for 20 miles as we rode off to the sound of boxcar creeks it was a train that led me from all I knew taught me the ways of the wind from the windows of a train I saw my youth pass by Now this train's gonna take me home again Now this train's gonna take me home again Sounding really good for somebody just got off of a white knuckle drive from Nashville, Tennessee. I just got out of the car. I'm a little groggy and uh, my voice is a little rat, raspy. Otis Gibbs live in our studio today just did a song called It Was a Train from your album that came out last summer called Souvenirs of a Misspent Youth. Um, I'm guessing that once this album was out, you uh, spent a little time across the ocean playing some shows. Yeah, I get to, I'm lucky. I get to to travel and uh and see parts of the world and uh i i've been fortunate i've sacrificed a lot of things for that but uh mm-hmm. you know I, I i have a hard time talking about it too much because everything's relative it's been really really good to me and uh you know another we'll say the keith urbans of the world might slit their wrist if they had my year but it's been it, it's been <laughs> some good years for me and i appreciate it and uh, you know we're talking about bloomington there's things that happen over uh actually in, in in indiana i think of things that happen overseas uh, that people really never know about here and uh there's little things like i was in stockholm a couple few years ago mm-hmm. and um rev payton was in uh, stockholm also and we both oh, cool. uh, played gigs on the same night mm-hmm. and we both sold out our shows and um you know folks back home just didn't even know that that happened <laughs> and it's a weird thing there's i i think of uh being a kid who had a guitar and wanted to think about doing things like playing music. And I just didn't know there was anybody around 
that was doing those sort of things. That's why it was kind of exciting to learn about the Zero Boys and people like that at a young age. And uh, so I, I feel like I should say that whenever I'm back home and uh, point out to people that there's good things that do happen. There's, uh, there's some, you know, everybody's got a chart, some radio chart or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not a big fan of awards or charts, but there was one that was a, a, Euro, a European roots music chart or something. And, uh, and me and Tim Grimm were number right. one and two. This is about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Our albums were number one and two on there. And, uh, and Tim's from uh, Columbus. And, uh, you know, folks back home don't know those sort of things, but I think there's probably a kid trying to learn to play some guitar that might want to know that, that, uh, you know, you can come from some little small town in Indiana and you can go do fun things. Stay focused, work hard, uh, use your imagination. Uh, Krista Detour, Austin Lucas, a lot of those folks have have found a a great reception over overseas. Um, And... Well, that's just that's been going on for if, de- decades. The if, the the better appreciation of <laughs> <laughs> the American arts over there. The, the, yeah, well, and it's you know, and you get to be somewhere else, and it's when you really get judged. Oh, yeah. you, anybody can play for their friends on the weekend, and your friends are going to be nice to you. But when you go somewhere where no one knows you at all, and um, no one has any reason to to be nice to you, and it goes well. It's a really, really good feeling because you realize that that you earned whatever that is. And uh, and back, you know, talking about Bloomington, I played a theater in Dusseldorf, Germany, a few years ago, and they had some kind of a series where whoever the performers they were having come through, they would ask them to pick a movie that would run in that theater for uh, the month that they were there, mm-hmm. and then the performer would play at the end of the month, and the audience presumably would have seen the movie and there would be a question answer thing Mm -hmm. i thought really hard about what to pick and why and i thought well you know i'm gonna pick breaking away (laughs) you saw that one coming didn't you oh i knew (laughs) it i you know i I thought maybe hoosiers but i bet it's breaking away yeah i picked breaking away just because you know i loved it as a kid and uh, i could relate to the you know our parents i didn't grow up in a family with a lot of money or opportunities or whatever so i could relate to to the story there but once i got older you just see you know i'm riding a bicycle down 37 and you just realize that's what indiana looked like right then when i was a kid yeah yeah um it's funny i was just talking about that film with some friends uh last night because the previous night or wednesday or tuesday or whatever the night that was real cold yeah wednesday night they actually showed hoosiers and at the iu cinema and one of the directors david onspot was there and and so there was a lot of talk about films in indiana and i was remarking how breaking away documents bloomington so well i mean yeah. it, bloomington is the set for that film and yeah. uh why more directors don't really capture a town like that i don't know because i think that's one of the reasons that um it's longevity well they did a really good job of uh of making it uh transcend bloomington also i have a friend um, who grew up in tuscaloosa mm-hmm. and he says that he loves that movie because it reminds him of tuscaloosa growing up yeah, so the, it mu- they must have done <clears throat> a good job with the, the social friction and all that yeah stuff in and there. the 80s weren't exactly a good time for you know, making movies, so they did a pretty good <laughs> job squeaking a good one through. Yeah. Well, my guest this afternoon is Otis Gibbs, uh, in town tonight for a show at the Deer Park Americana Series. Um, doors open at 6, uh, 
and uh, the opening act uh, starts at about seven, so it's an early show. Um, get to get that information on your radar, and uh, we're really loving this album ever since it came out last August. Otis, uh, you got another one from this? Yeah, you play. Let's see. <laughs> His hands were stone. He was a bare knuckle champion in an earlier life. It's hard not to steal. Had his broken nose and cauliflower ears. He'd smile at me. Say the toughest fighters have their souvenirs. How to keep Crowded with names of the thousands of children that never came home. I stood in the rain, watching dozens of mourners stumbling by. When I saw his name, I felt the ghost of my father's kneeling at my side.
Ghosts of Our Fathers, performed by Otis Gibbs here in the studio this afternoon. Man, Otis, that's a heavy one, that song. Oh, that, gets, that gets me every time. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no, really. I mean, you really crack something open there, you know? The, a couple of lines from me when, when you realize that <clears throat> the old boy that you're talking about is really messed up from losing his son who got drafted and went to Vietnam and uh and uh well we're you're a little younger than me but (laughs) if you didn't I mean we're living through something different now with with what's going on but um um yeah like I said it's heavy it's kind of hard to talk about so we'll move on (laughs) I appreciate that thank you uh but I like the detail about the the Ali fight too. That, that I remember where I was. Um, that was our neighbor. That song is a a neighbor when I was really really young. And that that and that place is what 1977. I, you know, I yeah. looked it up on that magic Google machine. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was. I thought it was younger than that, but earlier than that. But I don't remember. But yeah. I remember watching it with my dad and our neighbor, and uh, you know, and Ali doing the rope a dope and. Yeah. And uh, and then later, of course, I thought Foreman, you know, he was the heel. He was the bad guy, and I hated him. And then later in life, you realize what a great guy George Foreman <laughs> was. So you learn a lot in life, but, yeah. uh, you know. Well, that and that, that, that time would have really put <clears throat> that man's, uh, you know, tragic loss as being pretty fresh, you know, in the, in the mid-'70s there. Well, it's great to hang out with you in the, in the studio today. I definitely want to squeeze mo- one more song in here, but I can't let the time go by without just uh, promoting your awesome podcast, oh, thank which you, is man. called uh, Thanks for Giving a Damn. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you just uh, celebrated the 100th uh, episode recently. Yeah, you know, I, it's a testament to, uh, you know, be careful what you start and uh, – it's going to be a lot of work if it's a good idea. I was in a hotel room in Sweden, and I came up with the idea. I thought, well, why wouldn't I? Maybe I should uh, host uh, some kind of a show, you know, like a podcast or whatever. And I called home to to Amy, uh, my partner Amy Lashley, and uh, and I told her the idea. And that's when you know that's when I had to do it. She mm-hmm. held me to it. That's a great idea. And then I realized what kind of work I was getting myself into. And uh, if I can. Tell people all it is is it's a way for me to bring something positive into the world, and it's all talk. I sit down with friends of mine, people like Billy Bragg, Ian Hunter, Ray Wiley Hubbard. You know, there's a long list of people, and they just tell road stories and things like that. Or if they have some wonderful little factoid about history, we talk about that. And uh, and they re- they really open up to, to you. There's just this, this natural vibe of storytelling that just happens. I realize there's a lot of editing on, on yeah. your end to, to really pull it together. Well, I do. I think that people trust that I'll protect them if they. A lot of times, people will say things that doesn't come across right, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to get a headline. I'm just a guy trying to share things with the people that dig my music, and and I love that about podcasting is that I can make this show in hotel rooms or in my living room or wherever. And I don't have to have permission from a company to do it. I can just simply put it out there and people will enjoy it or they won't. And, um, and then, like I say, it's only two people in art that matter, the creative individual and the person experiencing it and everything else is an artificial filter. And the podcast is a way for me to share things with people, you know, directly with no filters whatsoever. Yeah. It's, 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 total total direct connection and uh um i would 
suggested as a th- cabin fever therapy. Invite all these people into your home and listen to them talk. It's very lighthearted and uh, entertaining. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't like it, well, it didn't cost you anything. Well, we're going to uh, squeeze one more quick one in here and right. then uh, cut back to the afternoon music mix. Again, my guest this afternoon has been Otis Gibbs playing tonight at the Deer Park Americana Series. You can find information about that on Facebook. show starts at 7 o'clock. I'm still here. We'll see how this goes. I got a woman with a weary mind. I got a woman with a weary mind. I got a woman with a weary mind. Been thinking about her wherever I go. When I'm out traveling, she waits at home. And she never settles for less than second best. I wake up in hotels, wondering where I am. I wake up in hotels, wondering where I am. Hotels, wondering where I am. Secondhand cars, backstage tales, gold train stations, and feeling like hell. Cause I never settle for less than second best. off album I put out a couple years ago. That's called okay. Second Best. I, All right. Yeah. I'm trying to, the voice is going and that song seems appropriate for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, my guest has been uh, Otis Gibbs. His latest album is called Souvenirs of a Misspent Youth and he's performing in Bloomington tonight at the Deer Park Americana Series. Thanks so much for 
making it in. Uh, I appreciate y'all having me on. Slot here. And if you come out tonight, uh, say hey to me, and uh, it'd be great to to meet everybody who's listening in. And uh, and uh, my voice will have recovered by them. I, I promise. Well, I for one am, am looking forward to seeing your full set tonight. Uh, I want to thank Jim Lang for coming in and doing the engineering Thanks, this Jim. afternoon. Uh, Katie Moulton is not here, but she was the uh, coordinating producer for our firehouse session today. And I want to thank our DJ Jar for donating a little bit of his afternoon music mix time so that we could get Otis in here and on the air. Good luck tonight, Otis, and happy trails. Beautiful, man. <laughs>